0: Football Live is
1: presented by Dr. Pepper.
2: This is a bitter
1: rivalry. The backyard
2: brawl is exactly what a rivalry should be. It's four quarters of bruise marks. It's tribal, primal, vital. They don't play for the trophies, they play for the dislike of each other and there's plenty of it. And best of all, it's back. It is as a football flies, only 70 miles separate Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Morgantown, West Virginia. But anybody who has coached in this game and kicked the living hell out of Pittsburgh, played in this game,
3: there's
2: a, a backyard brawl as defined by more than a state line: big city versus country road. The backyard brawl gave us 2007. When the Mountaineers were one win away from playing in the National Championship, the Pitt Panthers have pulled a stunning upset and then lost to the 28 and a half point underdog Panthers. It gave us comebacks. It gave us 104 games and 10 times that in memories. And, the have won it. and now It gives us a much needed reminder that geography and history matter in college football. What a football game! The backyard brawl is back, in the present tense, not the past.
1: 3,933 days since the last meeting, November 25th, 2011, but who's counting? We are, because the backyard brawl is back, and the Steel City is ready. And I assure you, we are as well. Happy to have you with us for College Football Live. Sam Otto, Wendy next, David Pollock, who, as you can see, has already made his way to Pittsburgh. And so, David, I will start with you in terms of where this game ranks among college football rivalries.
3: Uh, This question is always interesting to me because it's where you grew up. It's where you were born. It's what you experienced. Like, if you're here, Wendy, I'm just telling you, they they have songs that are made, like West Virginia fans, (laughs) Will blow your mind because they use words that I cannot use on television while they're explaining <laughs> their family love, show. their absolute love for Pitt. So it's it's awesome. Um, it, we've 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 uh, we've had an experience with these fans already, and it's been really really fun. So this is a great rivalry. This is what we lose, Salcha, with when you have gum realignment and you move people that used to be rivals like we miss these kind of moments. Those pe- those pieces from Gene. I wish we could find a way to keep the integrity of these throughout college football because they're fun.
4: Yeah, these are so much fun. You talked about it like this. The last time this game was played was 2011. And, and it, the reason it hadn't been played, it was played from 1942 every single year to 2011. And all of a sudden, conference realignment started. And now all of a sudden, this game had been played. And so uh, I love your answer, Pollock, as far as like where you grew up matters. These teams are 70 miles away from each other. It's an hour drive. They both got recruited by the same schools. Like they don't like each other at all. And this is what we're going nope. to miss when it comes to realignment. But thankfully, we get it. We Week one tonight, 7 p.m.
1: Not one bit. There is no love loss. 75% of that fan base, by the way, tonight expected to be from West Virginia. Go figure, (laughs) David. But we'll talk about this Pittsburgh offense, a lot of changes. Pickett goes on to the NFL. Addison transfers. You have a new O.C. What do you expect the 22 version of this Panther offense to look like?
3: Well and and I think the key thing next after all those points Wendy is Keaton Slovis you bring in a guy that played 27 games at USC that has some experience that likes to throw the football the yard so I kind of expect them you know to replace this guy and be successful I think the offense is set up to be a more passing offense like you've seen in the past Um, but it's definitely going to be an offense that I wonder how much they'll be able to run the football. Saljo. the thing that bothered me last year about Pitt was their lack of commitment. Now, now I thought that uh, Kenny Pickett would pick his spots and he would run. Slovis, I don't think, is that kind of guy. So I wonder how much this offense, this football, this offense can run the football. That will determine how great of a year Pitt can
4: have. No, I, I completely agree with that. What I'm excited about Pitt, at least when I watched them last year, I, we were all excited about Kenny Pickett and what he can do, when Whipple and Whipple in the offense, all the things. But then you turn on the film, you start looking at their defense. They have some dudes on defense. Kalijah Cansey, number eight. If you literally blink, he's in the backfield. He is a game record. Another dude, Habakkuk Baldonado. He's. He had nine sacks last year, and he's still learning the position. Savasie uh, Dennis, that dude right there who had the interception against Clemson. they This is a game-wrecking defense. They were six in college football in run defense, number one. But number two, they were second in sacks. They had 54 sacks last year, and they averaged four games. So, yes, I'm excited about these quarterbacks, right? But JT Daniels, who has, who's been sacked 38 times in his career, he's going to be looking left and right because those dogs are hunting.
3: I'm just so excited and proud of you, South. Sal- so that you got all those names right. For goodness sake, (laughs) week
4: one to spit those three defenders out like that off the tongue? Dude, kudos, brother. I I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it, brother. (laughs)
1: If he didn't say it, Sam, I was going to say the same thing. That was mid-season four. We landed that triple axel. Oh my 7-8-87. Eight,
4: the They're good. I did, I did a breakdown on yeah. these guys last year. That's how good they were. I'm, I'm not, No joke. I was, like, watching film, and I started, like, looking. I'm like, these dudes are amazing. And I started looking at their names. Let me make sure I'm pronouncing these right, because I'm going to re- need to remember these come this season and come NFL, because these guys can ball.
1: All right, I'm going to ask you about somebody else who we need to ball. We're looking for it. JT Daniels, Sam, the third school in his collegiate career. Is this where he finally settles in and finds success?
4: I think it is. I really do. When people say, man, JT Daniels, three schools in four years, all this kind of stuff. He's been injured. That's kind of what happens. He he fights. He gets a starting spot like he did back at USC with Keaton Slovis. He won the starting spot. Then he got hurt in week one. Remember last year he started against Clemson for Georgia. That game that Georgia beat Clemson in week one, he was the starting quarterback but then he had an injury. And so it's been a bit of bad luck for JT Daniels, but obviously I think he's a, he was a five-star recruit, one of the best quarterbacks coming out of the country a few years ago. If he can stay healthy, which I think he can. he has a He's returning all five starters on the offensive line, I mean, I'm excited for this year for JT Daniels.
3: You're on point. He's going to have a great year, and there's a, first of all, he was yeah. 7-0 at Georgia. 15 touchdowns, good. four interceptions, like 89 QBR. Like, those are really, really good numbers, <laughs> you put him with his brain he's brilliant by the way he's absolutely brilliant meticulous the way he studies in an air raid offense it doesn't have to be about his lack of mobility that he doesn't have he's gonna catch the football get it out of his hands make a lot of plays put up big numbers I think JT Daniels will have a great season this year yeah
1: there are so many reasons guys to watch this game not to mention the backyard brawl is back we're opening a season West Virginia by the way has won the last three matchups between these two teams. You can better believe Pittsburgh wants to change that tonight. Also tonight, as we get set for a full weekend of college football, Penn State opens its season. They jump right into conference play, a primetime road matchup against Purdue. The Nittany Lions start the season unranked for the first time in six years. Sean Clifford kicks off his sixth season at Penn State, makes his 34th start One, two, under three. center. Senior college football writer Adam Rittenberg joins us now and Adam listen how important is a strong start for Penn State 1 2 three.
0: Wendy it's, it's critical you they were 11 and 11 Check. the last couple Most of years Mike. and Sean Clifford who you mentioned is taking In-game it upon himself Most to Mike. restore Check. the swagger for this Penn State team. He told me in the offseason that he's very proud of what he's been able to accomplish. He's been through the ups, he's been through the downs, but he has extreme confidence and wants his teammates to have that same type of confidence as they open the season on the road against a tough opponent in Purdue.
1: Also, we want him to have as much confidence as you with them testing the PA system, which, by the way, Always happens when we start talking on TV, you know it's 100%. Uh, But listen, since you're a pro, I'll ask you one more question. Is it plausible to consider Purdue a dark horse in the Big Ten West? Yeah, that's what we try to aim at. so it opens
0: up to, like, roughly right? Wendy, it absolutely is. The Big Ten West is always wide open, and Purdue has the best returning quarterback in the division and Aiden O'Connell. He set the single-season oh, team two, records two, for nine. completion percentage Check. and pass one, efficiency. Two, they can play three. quarterback at this school, Check. Wendy. Check. Drew Brees is here tonight. There's a number of other outstanding quarterbacks, Basing and so uh, Aiden O'Connell Basing gives Basing Purdue South that chance, North has a new receiving core around him, and they're going to have to be as good defensively as they were last year. Coordinator change losing Brad Lambert to Wake Forest but Purdue absolutely a contender in the West Division
1: well must be a big game Drew Brees in attendance tonight so too Adam Rittenberg all the stars are out we appreciate it Uh, and we look forward to this game as well David listen uh, what are you keeping your eye on in this one
3: I'm just keeping an eye on Sean Clifford. When you watch Penn State a year ago, they were 5-0 with him as a starter in games that he finished, and then he got banged up, and it went bad quick. I know he's in his 67th year at Penn State, but this dude <laughs> is tough as nails. They have to run the football with him because their offensive line has struggled the past several years. But in this offense where they spread it out and they run quads and they run trips and they got plays off of it, he is perfectly fit for it. All the experience. He's 23 years old, for goodness sake, Sam. Like, I yeah. think he's going to have a great season, and I think Penn State will take a big step forward because of that man right there.
4: Yeah, well, dude, I'm looking at Aiden O'Connell. And the reason I'm looking at Aiden O'Connell is because, yeah, Drew Brees is in attendance. Well, Aiden O'Connell is the only other quarterback in Purdue history outside of Drew Brees to throw for over 500 yards multiple times in a season. He did it last year. But the other reason I'm looking at Aiden O'Connell is because the defense he's going against. Penn State was seventh last year in scoring defense. They were really, really good. But they lost a lot of stars. They lost Jaquan Brisker. They lost Arnold Ebuchetti. They lost, obviously, their defensive coordinator Brent Pry, who's the head coach of Virginia Tech right now. They lost two other starters. Linebackers, so there's so much, so much change that's happening, and you're changing while you're facing one of the top passing offenses in the Big Ten and really in college football. And so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what Purdue does against Penn State's defense that was awesome last year, but they have a new DC and some new players this year.
1: Penn State won by 28 the last time these two teams got together, 2019. The point spread tonight, the Nittany Lions by three and a half. There is also college football news off the field as we continue to make our way around realignment. College football playoffs board of managers will hold a meeting on Friday that could move us toward playoff expansion as early as 2024. 11 presidents and chancellors will have to vote and unanimously agree. Uh, the source, though, saying it's a 50-50 chance whether we'll see any kind of vote tomorrow, but it could move us a step closer the NCAA has implemented transfer windows for all sports this by the way beginning immediately fall sports athletes will have a 45-day transfer window that opens the day after championship selections are made otherwise known May 1st until May 15th up next on college football live is it possible something big is brewing on rocky top we talk about the difference one former Trojan might make in this volunteer offense College Football Live is presented by delicious ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. You're watching College Football Live, presented by Dr. Pepper. Ahead of the 105th Backyard Brawl tonight, Pitt Football, let everybody know via Twitter what it means to protect your family, to protect your home, to protect your city. Sometimes you have to brawl. Well, that's one way to put it. College football writer Andrea Adelson joins us. She is already in Pittsburgh as well as David Pollack. And Andrea, listen, what kind of atmosphere can we expect tonight with this game finally returning?
5: Well, I can tell you I'm ready to go. They've got these towels all over the stadium for <laughs> fans of both schools. But let me tell you, I was out at 9 a.m. by my hotel, and there were already West Virginia fans that were tailgating. One of them told me he had been planning to come to this game for three years. That is how much both fan bases, I think he's speaking for both, have wanted to see a return to this game. I know Pitt is going to have former head coach Dave Wanstead as the honorary captain here. Kenny Pickett, their Heisman runner-up from a year ago, he's going to be here and Pitt has several guys on their staff, offensive coordinator Frank Signetti Jr. and defensive line coach Charlie Partridge, who have been a part of this game. Partridge was on staff in 2007 when Pitt had that big upset over West Virginia. Yeah, he's been giving some education lessons to his players about the renewal of this rivalry because most of these kids were 8, 9, 10 years old the last time that they played
1: which is incredible given what this rivalry means to both of those programs. Andrea, we look forward to it. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you. You can see this game tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. Time now for our weekend wake-up brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast. Tennessee averaged over 39 points per game last season. That's a lot. Second most in the SEC. And now they add wide receiver Brew McCoy to the mix from USC. Head coach Josh Heupel spoke on McCoy's journey.
2: When I got the news, Man, it uh, sent chills down my spine. Uh, it's so excited for him. A uh, young man that's done it the right way since he's, he's been here. Now he has an opportunity to, to move forward with his future and, and go compete with his teammates, his, his brothers, and, and you know having a chance to, to tell him and then hear him tell his dad was one of the great moments in, in my career.
1: Sam, finally we get our first look at Tennessee. What will you be looking for?
4: Well, sure, I'll be looking for for Brew McCoy, lined up opposite of Cedric Tillman. But I'm really looking about that defense. We all know how great Hennon Hooker is on offense. We all know how fast-paced Josh Heupel's offense is. But last year, Tennessee was the 99th ranked defense in in college football, and their pass defense was 122nd. So, like, their defense has been bad. It's been atrocious. It's been abysmal. And they lost two guys to the draft last year. And so, what will they look like this year? Year two with the coordinator. They lost a lot of transfers last year. I am just still concerned. People blame the fast-paced offense, and maybe that's it. But either way, sooner or later, you have to start making plays on the defensive side of the ball if you want to be a real contender, especially in the SEC.
3: Well, since you're looking, I can help you out, Sam. Byron Young, number six for Tennessee. He's he's a defensive lineman. He'll be a first-round draft pick in the NFL next year. He's that kind of good. An unbelievable story to go with it. Tennessee's defense will determine the season, but Brew McCoy only helps. I mean, you look at this offense. It's high-paced. It's high-flying. They can get receivers in and out. It's going to be really really fun to watch. Brew McCoy in 2019, he was the number one athlete in the country coming out of high school. Like. He was right number one. He he played a little bit, got kicked out of USC for, for getting in trouble, now gets a second chance with Tennessee. So I'm looking forward to seeing this offense now with another dynamic weapon on the outside. No, that's again, real. That's
1: Golden real.
4: No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Sam. No, the, 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 point, the point you make about the defense is going to be the reason why this team wins and loses, that's real. But also the Brew McCoy, that'll be interesting, right? Like Josh Heupel just has another weapon. The return, like Cedric Tillman, he was, he, he's the leading, statistically at least, leading receiver returning back in the SEC. 72 catches, 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. And so they have weapons already. Now you're just adding to that stable.
1: And McCoy just recently approved for eligibility. There was some question marks, and that's what you heard Coach Heupel talking about, just the relief and the excitement that he finally gets to suit up. Again, you can see that game on the SEC Network. We're excited because finally we have a full slate of games coming up for the weekend. So we're going to spread the love for week one. It's the under-the-radar games you might miss, if not for our heads up. You're welcome in advance. College Football Live is presented by delicious, ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. We take a look at our Dr. Pepper Championship Drive Game of the Week preview. The Georgia defense incredible last season under now Oregon head coach, Dan Lanning the problem for the Bulldogs perhaps they return just 18 percent of their defensive production from a year ago that's the lowest percentage in the FBS Oregon Georgia just part of our featured college football lineup Saturday and Sunday on ABC and the ESPN app you can see the dogs begin their title defense that's at 330 then we turn it over to number two Ohio State number five Notre Dame in Columbus our Saturday night game and cap off the outstanding weekend with Brian Kelly's Tigers as he debuts as the LSU head coach. That's the All-State Louisiana kickoff game. Gentlemen, a David Pollack, I'll ask you an under-the-radar game you've got your eye on for week one.
3: I think uh, LSU and Florida State is going to be awesome both programs looking to get back to the national landscape and we get them on Sunday night so that's going to be outstanding get it to himself but when you look at uh, Florida State this dude first of all Trey oh. Benson running the football is an absolute animal I, he started out the gates last week really really well Jaden Daniels a transfer from uh, from Arizona State the quarterback situation is kind of a you know question mark with how BK is going to handle it but Look at the last two coaches from LSU. Ed Orgeron, Les Miles. You can even go back to Nick Saban. We know Nick Saban's the GOAT. Those guys even won national championships at LSU. This isn't just a normal job. This job has no in-state competition. They're literally a talent-rich state. Like, LSU is not just a average team. This is a team that should be national championship contender year in and year out. I look to see the start of Brian Kelly's career. I wonder how he's going to start off opening up with Florida State.
4: No, that'll be awesome, especially with the high expectations for LSU. Under, under the radar game, but more specifically under the radar team, it's UTSA. So UTSA week one plays Houston. We all know Houston is in the top 25. Houston could easily win all of their games this year. They have a dominant quarterback, Clayton Toon, really good receiver, Nathaniel Dell, and a defense. But I got a chance to meet Frank Harris, the quarterback for UTSA. I met him a couple days ago, speaking at an event for the Alamo Bowl. This dude is confident. This dude is ready. This dude, just like, remember last year, UTSA won 11 straight to lead the season? Like, they are not afraid of anyone. And so you have that game week one, UTSA-Houston. Week two, they got Army. Week three, they got Texas. They are not afraid. And so we're talking about under-the-radar games and teams. That Houston game, UTSA-Houston, those are two teams that in a few weeks, really in a few months, could be making a whole, whole, whole lot of noise.
1: It's so exciting to talk about actual college football. And how about that LSU one? Yes, yes, yes. It's incredible yeah. what they've done there in Baton Rouge. All right, listen. I love this story. Although I am going to plug it, I want some mustard right now. Texas running back Bijan Robinson, the latest of his name, image, likeness endeavor. He guys, he's got his own mustard. He's getting into the market. It comes in a nine ounce store. It's called Bijan Mustardson. Okay, uh, sold. Wherever you buy mustard, I guess. Grocery stores, you can buy it online. I don't know if we're getting any, but I like this, David Pollard. I mean, isn't it? It's amazing how times have changed. You have a mustard. Get yours, young man.
3: No, I don't have any (laughs) mustard deals. But that's that's amazing, and and we see it. By the way, if you want to know something else, I believe Bijan also has Lamborghini. I, I, I'm pretty sure he's got a Lambo deal as well. So true. a little muster with his Lambo, like maybe some like a uh, dumb and dumber, you know, when he drives up to the window, like
4: maybe he can do that in his Lambo. Hey, that's real. He has both the mustard and the Lambo. We're promoing the, the mustard. Let's promote a Lambo next time. I want to see him in the Lambo. <laughs>
1: well yeah, I mean I I'd take that too, but I feel like I got a hell of a better shot at getting some mustard, but, you never know. <laughs> but guys so what True a story, we have. What a game we have tonight. True, right? True that. Uh, David Pollock College Game Day coming to you live, six o'clock Eastern from Pittsburgh. We can't wait. See you back here tomorrow. <laughs>